plot line of gotcha. Christian historical fiction. I've read a lot of it. I grew up in a Christian school, 13 years of Christian education. But it was not what I was looking for with that particular book. Sure. And so it was kind of like a very unwelcome surprise. But I finished the book anyway. It was very well written. If that's a genre you're interested in, it's a great book. But I was so mad. <laughs> I was so mad. It, it rem- I was like, my mom would be so happy to know that I accidentally read a Christian book. <laughs> like, what Is your mom really religious? Yes, my okay. mom is very religious. Um, most of my family is. And like I said, I grew up in a Christian church and went to church a lot. And now I do not as much. Uh, basically never. And my mom is always talking to me about it. Always like, you need to go to church. You need to be doing these things. You only have one soul. She says that a lot. Um, and last summer, I actually Wait, like. You only have one soul. You only have one soul. What so like when you mean? like when you die, like if you're not being a good Christian, you'll go to hell. You. You only get yo, one soul. Yo's. You only live. That's you only not get one soul. Yo. The yo. Yo goes. Yo goes. Yo goes. You only get one soul. Um. <laughs> But, like, another similar incident happened. There was, like, a casting call in Louisville last year where I'm from uh, for extras uh-huh. for a reality show. And so I, like, drug my friend Blake with me. We get there. They're, like, dressed nicely. We get there. It's um, for a TV show on Oprah's network about people who, like, have big changes in their life. It's called um, Someone Fixed My Life. I can't remember the woman's name. But... We get there, and it's a church service. And I was like, I literally leaned over to my friend, and I was like, this might not even be real. This, My, my mom might just be setting this up to get me to sit through a church <laughs> service. I heard this thing. I used to, to date a girl who lived in Louisville for a while. Uh, is, is it true that they have, like, fake abortion clinics in Louisville? Oh, yeah. Are they, like, secretly churches? They're actually really common around the country. They're called, it's a lot of times they're called, like, women's health centers uh-huh. uh, or like uh, the one in Louisville I think is called a woman's choice and they if you google abortions it's like they come up but they don't offer abortions mm-hmm. they offer like alternative services and they try to counsel people only keeping the baby or doing adoption um, yeah it's a very unfriendly place towards abortion actually Planned Parenthood just won a lawsuit against the governor of Kentucky because the one in Louisville was going to start giving abortions and somehow he put some kind of roadblocks in their way to like stop them uh, and they had to take it to court to be able to do it so yeah but anyway good for them so sneaky religion Go abortions sneaky religion sneaky religion, <laughs> sneaky religion. Sneaky, that tricks your jesus oh uh, you got me again jesus yeah <laughs> you got me again. but that's what's going on with me what about you uh i got a i got a letter from uh from my ex a letter? I got a letter. In the mail? In the mail. With a stamp? With a stamp. Wow. <laughs> Written on paper, longhand, uh, a whole bit. And uh, it was just kind of explaining. Uh, she she felt like she didn't explain uh, what was going on with her. And it, it turns out she only cheated on me because I don't believe in God. So oh. now I feel much better about it. We should maybe give people some context about your relationship Hmm. before she cheated on you so that they can also see the humor (laughs) in her only cheating on you because
she doesn't believe in God. She is an alcoholic? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, partially. Um, but also, just like, wasn't she just not terribly nice to you towards the end of it? Uh, and she was sleeping with someone else while you were, like, Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, uh, like sexting with them for, like, a long time. Yeah. And uh, just kind of shitty. shitty. Yeah. Shitty. She also made this big thing about how, like, uh, she was, like, stressed out because she didn't think I made enough money. And she has never held down a full-time job and never paid rent, still lives with her mom. What? Yeah. So... Fuck yeah. you for looking li- looking down on me for the amount of money that I that I make. Yeah, because you for sure make decent money. I mean, you're living by yourself in New York City, so yeah, you're an adult, right? Also, that is my biggest pet peeve reason for people to break up because like you don't believe in God. My brother had a girlfriend uh, who they broke up so many times, off on, off on, off on. Uh-huh. At least two of the times she said she broke up with him because God told her to. Which is just like, come on, God, you're being petty. Just, like, (laughs) don't get involved in people's personal lives, okay? Just don't. I like the idea of God just, God is that, um, that guy who's, like, in the friend zone. He's just in the corner, like, trying to get you to break up your boyfriend so he can swoop in there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. That's who God is in this, like, imaginary world that we're talking about where, like, God's like, break up with your boyfriend. You just really need a guy who's, like, better for you, someone who's, like, I don't know. I, I see you with like a guy with like a long white beard, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe like a an older son. Yeah. <laughs> you need like an older man <laughs> who's really gonna understand you. Um, but so you've been single, so you've been going on dates and yeah, stuff. Yeah, Any yeah. like good dates a, or yeah, really bad dates? I had a date with a hot sailor, which is something straight men don't often get to say. Yeah. That uh, does not seem like that <laughs> would be a common thing. Yeah, but... Uh, was it during Fleet Week? When is Fleet Week? Isn't that Fleet like Week May? happened a couple of weeks ago. No, this would have been after Fleet Week then. Oh. Um, but yeah, had a, a date with... She, I should clarify, she's a woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that went well. Um, gonna see her again. She's very attractive, very smart, completely out of my league. Excited about that? Yeah, absolutely. Just always shoot for the moon. Yeah, yeah. I, I would never date a girl who was in my league. Um, my, my league is not. It's not a good league. I agree with that. I feel the same <laughs> way. I feel the same way. Yeah. I'm like, you, you I don't want to date people gross. like. No, I, just, I, I don't want to date people <laughs> I would that never are like date me. Date anyone in Danny's league. <laughs> no, I mean that like about myself. Like, I don't want to date anyone that's in my league. I know what I'm like. Like, yuck. You never want to be the best looking one in a relationship. <laughs> That's my. Also, there is kind of some power in being the best looking one in the relationship. Yeah. I mean, I've never had it happen, but I imagine. <laughs> but in theory, there is power in that. Generally, I mean, <laughs> when I've dated people that are better looking than me, they tend to have more power in the relationship, even uh-huh. though I'm a very dominant personality. So uh-huh. I don't know. Say what you will about that. Sure. So you had a good date with uh, Sailor Shoot for the Moon. Good day with Sailor Shoot for the Moon. Yeah. 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 Uh, you any, like, have you had any really bad dates? Those are my favorite stories. Uh, like, has someone showed up and, like, not want to take their picture? Or I had one. I haven't had any, like, truly horrible. 
once. I had one that wasn't great where I showed up and she, it ended up being kind of a double date thing. What? Yeah, where um, she was like, hey, is it cool if my friend comes along? I'm like, sure, I'll bring my friend. And um, they ended up hitting off way more than we did. Uh, <laughs> but um, she, her profile picture online did not really look like what she looked like in real life. So I saw the two of them together, and neither of them really looked at, like, the profile picture. So I just kind of went with the hotter one and, like, approached her. It turned out that was the friend, not the one. Oh, no. And so it kind of started off like a bad note. She's like, why are you approaching my friend? Do you think my friend looks like me? I'm like, no, but I was trying to be optimistic. You also don't look like you, <laughs> right. so I was just swinging for the fences. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, I mean, it wasn't a terrible day. We had a, a decent, decent time just wasn't, um... Wasn't a match. I mean, personality-wise, it was. She just wasn't very good-looking. Mm. Um, still made out. <laughs> 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 Gotta make out. Sometimes, you don't know. Yeah. Sometimes, unattractive I, people work for it more. I already showed up. I might as well, <laughs> I might as well make out. Who doesn't have oral herpes these <laughs> days? <laughs> just like, who doesn't? Uh, but, but yeah, she, she told me about uh, like a much worse date than anything I have where like a guy she went on a date with a guy at like a really fancy restaurant and like in the middle of dinner with like no warning he just like dropped to the ground and just started doing push ups no yeah. way yeah that's hilarious <laughs> it's just such a weird that's an SNL skit yeah he was on a TV show that's like the in-person version of like sending like a dick pic like it's just such a weird like bold move that just nobody wants to see and it's just really inappropriate is he just like getting psyched up for his entree or I don't know I think he was like trying to like show off for her but it was like in the middle of dinner and like they hadn't been talking about this or like she hadn't said anything maybe she's really boring is she really boring she wasn't that boring she's actually kind of interesting then he must have felt like he didn't have anything. Like, he was like, oh, shit, she's smart. I have to show off. I can do push-ups. Yeah. Yeah, that'll win it. That's, <laughs> That's weird. the ticket. That's <laughs> weird. I mean, I've been on some bad dates. Like, online dating dates are like historically bad. But I think the worst part of online dating is some of the messages you get from people. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's the same for you. I, I have heard from men that they get some very aggressive messages from women. But, like... Sometimes, but I feel like not anywhere near as often as women No, I mean, like, I've had messages that were, like, like, someone says, hi, how are you doing, whatever, and, like, I haven't responded immediately, and they'll be like, you're ugly anyway, I don't even like you, I'm so out of your league, and I'm like, whoa, what is happening? I'm really glad I didn't respond to you, because you're a crazy person. Um, But, yeah, I feel like that's really common for women, so I, and... I've talked to guys online that were like, no girls ever want to, like, meet off this site. And I just want to be, like, I want to, like, put that in their brain space of, like, at least 15% of the messages women get on dating sites are, like, terrible. And, like, you're like, oh, my God. Or they're, like, really hilariously bad. Uh, I have been propositioned for, as a, like, mistress a couple of times online by a married guy. I had someone who was visiting town for a weekend ask me to meet him in a hotel bathroom for random sex. And then just like leave, and I was like, you, you know, there are people whose job this is to do that. <laughs> yeah. 
so no thank you. Uh, so apparently, I come across as a whore on <laughs> my dating profiles. I also had a couple, I've had probably about five or six guys message me and ask me to, like, dominate them. Oh, like, man. as a dominatrix. And I was like, thank you for your inquiries, <laughs> but I don't do that. <laughs> Best of luck in your searches. XOXO, not a dom. I feel like that's something that you you can't just like approach like a random woman about. That's something you either gotta bring up in like a pre existing relationship or you gotta that's another one. There's people whose jobs are specifically that thing. Well there's also like websites specifically yeah, that's what I'm for saying. people yeah, who yeah, are yeah. looking for that in oh, relationships. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's what um so you think that would be where you wanna start, but hey. Again, I don't know how many messages a day they're sending out like that. Like but like Ah, today I'm going to send 20 messages. Maybe something will stick. I guess that's a strategy felt, that can I shock I felt kind of bad, though, because I feel like for a guy, like, wanting to be submissive sexually is kind of, like, something we don't talk about. So it's probably, like, hard to bring that up when you're dating someone. Probably, yeah. You know? Because I feel like most women want someone who's more dominant than them. And then if you wait till you're in a relationship to, like, bring that up, that might be something that's, like, a hard no for them. So that's going to be, like, an issue in your relationship. Yeah. I get why you'd bring it up at the beginning, but, like, hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Maybe then say it. It's not like your first sentence. I had a a girl who uh, brought that up very early. Yeah? That um, she wanted to, to dominate first time we ever made out, she just, without talking about this ahead of time at all, uh, just kind of started choking me. Oh. Yeah. It freaked me out so much, I only dated her for like another two years after that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Yeah. I'm not into being choked, by the way. I'm not into being dominated or choked or anything. It, It was a weird... Is that the one that wanted to peg you? Uh, yeah, the same one. Yeah. yeah. Not the not the last one. Di- the one before the Different last one. girlfriend. I don't know. I don't know what it is about you that, like, you're just, like, you attract characters is she, the way I'm going to put it. She was also, um, she had this friend who uh, was gay, or not gay, but, like, he, uh, he was bi, but kind of, like, heavily leaning towards men. Yeah. And, uh, he was really into me, and uh, she wanted us to do stuff together, and that was like a... And like her to watch? I don't think she even wanted to watch. I think she just wanted to know that was happening. That she could like tell you to have sex with people? I don't think it was even that. I think she was like, this guy is my friend. I just I want to do my friend a solid. Yeah, yeah. He's really into you. Let's and, uh, How'd he get it? As a, <laughs> as a recurring source of conflict between us is that she would constantly be saying like just just let him blow you like how is that a big deal and I'm like no he's got a beard I'm not doing this she'd be like just pretend just pretend it's me I'm like no he has a beard I wish that she'd been like crazy enough to like trick you into it to like blindfold yeah. you and be like and like clearly be her and then like they just like swap out and then afterwards you're like I know that would be, like, super traumatic, and please don't ever do that to right. someone. That would be so bad. That's really fucked up. But that story would be legendary. 
I mean, I feel like there's no way I wouldn't notice that, though. This guy had, like, a really big, bushy beard. Yeah, you didn't use your chin that much. I feel like, wouldn't the whiskers at some point, like, I think, I feel like I'd be able to, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, if there's any gay dudes listening to this who've gotten a blowjob from a guy with a big beard, uh, can you... <laughs> Can you tell how much whiskers how much are involved? Yeah. Uh, let us know. Write in. Uh, yeah, Facebook, Facebook, Twitter. Twitter, let us know. Uh, for science. <laughs> for, for science, yeah. Uh, this, is a, this is a Batman podcast, right? <laughs> this oh, is, yeah. Well, yeah. Should we talk about Batman talk stuff? About Batman. Yeah. I, I just don't want to talk about this shitty movie. But let's, this, this will get better. We're almost through. This is the last part of this. And the movies have got to get better after this one. We're, we're still in the, the 1943 serial. We're doing parts 12 through 15 today. So let's start off with part 13, The Embers of Evil. Yeah. So Batman, uh, when we last left him, he was in a shack that exploded. Oh, yes. And uh, then it's revealed, at the start of this one, it's revealed Batman uh, escaped through a trap door that was never mentioned or shown at all. It just is there because convenience. Uh, and apparently he just left the criminal to just die in this explosion because the criminal was never mentioned or shown escaping or anything. Hey, crime doesn't pay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the criminals tell DACA that their hideout has been blown up and another criminal shows up through a, a different secret passage than the normal one they get into the hideout from tells DACA that Marshall White, Chuck, Chuck White, no, Marshall, Marshall the, um, the bad guy that was in the jail, yeah, that told, told Batman where to find yeah, the house, who they thought had been blown up in a different explosion, the one in the mine, uh, turns out he, the criminal reveals he's alive, and he may have cho- told Chuck White about where their hideout is, so he gives the criminal some Medusa brand cigarettes to give to Marshall in jail. Commissioner Gordon calls, or not Commissioner Gordon, it's the Commissioner Gordon role, but his name is Captain something. something. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's Commissioner Gordon. Right. Uh, he calls Bruce Wayne in to identify Marshall for some re- reason. I didn't understand why they brought Bruce Wayne in for this. Um, because, oh, this goes back. So it wasn't there because the cr- there were criminals who assaulted Colton hotel room and Batman Bruce Wayne walked in on it. He wasn't ready as Batman. So then he told the captain guy that they saw the guys they could identify them later on. But do they know it's the same guy? That's what Bruce Wayne's there to tell him. I, I guess they I guess they know. Um, and he he mentioned something about Batman's relationship with the police in this is very unclear. Right. because uh, Commissioner Gordon mentions something about how Batman is a commissioned police officer uh, and, and makes a big deal about what a great detective he is even though later on he's we'll get to that later on so Marshall is, is dead in his cell Gordon declares it a heart attack based on zero evidence mm-hmm. they're like ah, autopsy yeah uh, heart attack heart attack he's dead he's dead must have been a heart attack <laughs> how'd he get it oh heart attack yeah that's how he got it that's how he got it uh, but Bruce sees a cigarette bud on the floor. Yeah. He sniffs it, and then he takes it back to his lab, where he determines it is poisoned. Yes. 
calls Gordon to tell him this, and Gordon then almost smokes one of yeah. the poison cigarettes anyway. He was, like, in the process of smoking it, and then Batman calls, and he's like, how do you know they're poisoned? And Batman's like, they killed the guy. And he was like, oh, shit. But, like, like, it was worse than that, though, because, like, after he said that they were poisoned, he puts it in his mouth, and he's like, a bat light. He's like, oh, shit. Shouldn't, shouldn't smoke that. Like, how... Is he said? Are we supposed to see him as a really dumb character? Because he, Batman just told him that he's that they're poisoned. Yeah, it's kind of implied that the police are not good at their jobs the whole time, which makes sense because look how bad Batman is, and he's still catching bad guys that police are not. I feel like the the police being bad would make sense if it was setting up how good Batman is in contrast, but that contrast doesn't seem to be there. They seem to be about equal on this. Right. And it doesn't seem like the police are generally terrible. They're just not really present most of the time. Yeah, but also the police aren't involved. Like, the police are never brought into any of this. Like, Batman never calls them and is like, hey, there's this Japanese guy who's, like, trying to get all this radium and there's this white guy ring. pretending to be Japanese. Yeah, running a crime, a crime ring. ring. Keep your eye out. He's just like, drop bodies in front of the police station. Yeah, just push him out, moving cars. Uh, so Daka blames Batman for Marshall's death and expresses his suspicion that the Batman wasn't blown up and there might be multiple Batman. He decides to, to use Marshall, or Martin, Martin, uh, Linda's uncle, to get Batman. I don't like this thing with Daka blaming Batman for the for Marshall's death when it was really Daka behind it. I felt like that was going to go somewhere, and it really didn't. Uh-uh. I mean, the criminals already are against Batman. They don't need a reason to hate him more. Also, they don't care. They don't care. They're hired. Yeah. So they're like, whatever you say, boss. I don't. They, it's not like they're really concerned about Marshall's death. And most of them thought Marshall was already dead. True. They're, they're, it's just didn't, this is, every, nothing in this goes anywhere. There's no point to any of this. There, there's things that happen and there's no... Also, like, it's, it, he's trying to teach people a lesson about, like, oh, Marshall told someone where our secret hideout was, and then this is what he got. He, they never mention it, ever again. Daka never once brings up that Marshall's dead. Yeah. That they're, these guys are just supposed to, like, hear it through their police. And oh. that, if, if that was his goal, then pretending Batman killed him would undermine that goal. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. No. None of it makes sense. Nothing in this makes any sense. Uh, Linda sees her Uncle Martin riding in a car and immediately chases after him. Because that's, that's what you do. You just yeah. see somebody in a moving car, like, that's my uncle! And just start driving after them. Right. Batman calls Linda's apartment, but she's not home. Uh, but she left a message with her doorman or something saying that uh, she wanted that she went to meet up with her uncle and Batman gets really irritated that she didn't call him right the woman went up and met up with her, with her uncle without her boyfriend she left her house without his permission boyfriend or whatever their relationship is not clear yet not clear at all uh, so they're at the old Ajax factory and they, they break into the warehouse they, they jump down a laundry chute and set off a smoke bomb. The criminals worry that the... They, they see all the smoke, they're worried the place is on fire, 
So they kind of casually mosey down the stairs where they're attacked by Batman. Did it, is it just me? It felt like they were moving really slowly if they felt there was a fire. Yeah, um, that's true. Also, they leave Linda upstairs. Uh, yeah. At one point, the person holding her, Linda, says, I can't understand why you're keeping me here. And he says, you're not supposed to. You just sit there and behave yourself and nothing will happen to you. Linda's Which is historically untrue. <laughs> They've tried to blow her up like three times. Linda's kind of the voice of the audience here. Like, I don't understand <laughs> why I'm here. Why is this happening? <laughs> and, and the was just like, you're not supposed to understand. Uh, I, I wrote down, I actually, this may be the only fight scene in this whole thing where I actually kind of like the, the fight choreography here. The smoke, I think, adds something to it. Yeah. It looks way cooler. There was one moment that actually felt like Batman here, where Batman just kind of jumps out of the smoke and just like dives and takes down two guys at once. Right. That actually felt cool. That was like the only moment where Batman, Batman felt confident. Batman takes two guys at once. Yeah. <laughs> How Batman get it from <laughs> two guys, two guys at, once. at once? Yeah. <laughs> um, he also he kicked somebody in the. Or I'm skipping ahead a little bit. Uh, one of the criminals drops a, a cigarette. And the building just instantly bursts into flame right. from this one cigarette. The Ajax factory is just manufacturing oily rags. Ajax. Aj- it's an Ajax factory, which is some kind of chemical. Isn't that like soap? I want to say it's like, maybe it was lye. Lye is... Lye? Is lye flammable? I think so. I guess the, the floor is just covered in lye because it just goes up instantly. It's probably just like gasoline. They just yeah. poured all the gasoline <laughs> around. That's the only way to clean. Do you think Batman and Robin did put that down there? Because they were down there alone for a while. Doesn't seem like something they would do. They required forethought. That's not. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't really require forethought. They didn't want the building to be on fire, but they did want the criminals to think the building was on fire for right. some reason. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. It's one of those questions that we will never have an answer to. This is also the only scene where Batman kicks somebody in the entire serial. He uses his legs one time. He, he knocks somebody down, and then he kicks them in the head when they're down. What a dick. Yeah. But at least he's expanding his fighting. His fighting From, style. like, flailing like a yeah, child. Right. To, like, fuck. Oh, <laughs> getting pushed off roofs. The criminals rush Linda out, unbeknownst to Batman, who sticks around to look for her. Which, I again, I kind of like that. He's acting heroic. This is good Batman for once. This is the best Batman has been. It's not great Batman. No, but it's the best he's been so far. It's comparatively good. Right. Batman just kind of falls to the floor, and then he gets up calling out for Linda. Uh, that's the end of part 12. Oh, you forgot to mention that uh, at the end of it, Batman's trapped in a ring of fire. Yes. In a non-Johnny Cash way. Yeah. Uh, like, he's just stuck in it, which is a very common plot device on television shows. It is. Why are people always getting caught in rings of fire? Has that ever happened? Except for, like, I don't want to say that. What? I was going to say, except for, like, KKK stuff. Like, I feel like that's the only thing where people are actively setting fire rings. KKK isn't setting, like, rings of fire. It's setting, like, peas of fire. Yeah, but they've also, like, set rings rings of fire. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen a lot of movies. (laughs) You know a lot more about the KKK than I do. I... <laughs> You're from Kentucky. Did you know the KKK was founded in Indiana? It's Indiana? I thought it was Tennessee. Nope, I think it's Indiana. Hmm. Pretty much 100% true. I didn't know that. Yeah. I did Which a report. Which seems like a state that it wouldn't be. I did 
did a report on Tennessee in the third grade, and I think I put that if the KKK started there, but I could easily have been wrong because I was a third grader. When I was in the third grade, we used to have to do these things where we picked a topic and then we had to talk about it for like four weeks, like different things about it. And I picked horses for one because I was a <laughs> third grade girl. Right. I was basically Tina Belcher. Um, <laughs> and I, the book that I found to talk about was in our library at school, but it was like an evolutionary explanation of how horses evolved and whatever. Teacher did not like that. Also, I talked about asses a lot. You <laughs> were Tina Belcher. But I thought, like, the animal, like oh, asses, no, no. in the first, um... <laughs> but you called them asses? You yes, didn't say because donkeys? That's, no, because that's what the book called them. The book called them asses. Was all your research the Bible? No. Was that what you were researching? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> this was from a big book of, like, evolutionary science I found in our school library. And I feel like after my report, my teacher like called the library and was like, "There's a book down there about evolution. Get it out of here." You went to like a Christian school, right? I did. I didn't go to a Christian school. And I said, "Ask." This gigantic like phone book sized book about evolution. You just open it up and then just in small writing, just it doesn't exist. That's (laughs) just the entire page. There was a whole chapter on horses. The book is like everything you need to know about evolution. It just it's made up. My dad always said that um, Sunday he would write a parenting book and it would just like be like really thick book hardbound we'd open the book and it would be like if your child is acting up whoop them with this book and that's all <laughs> it would say there you go dad plug in your book that doesn't exist yeah. um, I, speaking of dads I, I was thinking about this and I think I remember the first my very first Batman memory wow yeah. I was about, yeah I was about three or four years old and my, my dad at the time was a officer, uh, which I didn't have a clear sense of what that meant. Yeah, I feel like that's a hard job to explain to yeah, most kids. Yeah, I would be like, so you're like a police officer? He's like, well, not exactly. I mean, it's kind of, there's some similarities, but it's also got some elements of like a psychologist and like a social mm-hmm. worker, and all those things were as, things as a three-year-old, I didn't know what they were, so you're I was like, just like, like okay, my dad's a cop. Got it. Yeah, police officer, yeah, that's my dad. Because like three-year-old, there's like five jobs. It's right. Like, Garbage man, police officer, fireman, person that bags groceries at the grocery store, and like a teacher. Mom. Mom. Yeah. Mom. yeah, that's the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the jobs yeah. that exist. Yeah. So, like, okay, my dad's a, a police officer. Uh, and I remember seeing Batman on, on TV, and I remember being like so excited and like running to my dad, and like, Dad, you're never gonna believe this, saw this TV show. Get this. This is a show, it's about a guy who lives in a giant house. And it's super rich, like I'm assuming we do because I'm poor and I have no concept of money. And the house has like a really scary basement, like our house. <laughs> and the guy, every day he, he puts on like a, like a special suit, like you do. And he gets in a black car, like you. And then he goes off and he fights crime, like you. Dad, there's a show that's basically about you. <laughs> And you're never going to believe this. This name is the best name ever for a show. Dad, it's called Batman. And my dad could not have been less interested in this. <laughs> was so, I was so thrilled. And my dad was just like, oh, yeah, Batman. I, I, yeah, I've heard of that. I thought this was like something I discovered. He's like, oh, Batman. I, I know Batman. Everyone knows Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had that when I was a kid. And I so badly wanted this to be like a bonding moment with my dad where like, share this. Yeah. 
And the fact that, like, he knew Batman from when he was a kid, like, blew my mind. I thought this was something we could, like, bond over. And, like, I was trying to, like, interrogate him. I went on for, like, 20 minutes asking him just, like, so, Dad, when Batman, when you were a kid, like, did, did Batman have a cape? He's like, yeah, yeah, he had a cape. Did, did Batman, like, drive the Batmobile? He's like, yeah, he, he, drove, the, he drove the Batmobile. Did he, d- Dad, did he, did he fight the Joker? When you were kids, yeah, you fought the, the Joker. My dad just could not have had less interest like, in this, this conversation. Because like this is gonna be bad. This, yeah. this is something I'm gonna have to start buying stuff for. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am a grown man. I do not want to talk about Batman. Ironically, for me, it's that was my dad speaking, not not me. As no, a grown I mean, man, you, I, you're a grown man who yeah. loves talking about yes. Batman. Yes. Yes. So my mom actually, growing up, loved Batman. Oh yeah. Like passionately loved Batman. One year for Christmas, all she asked for was a pair of boots that reminded her of Batman. She called them her Batman boots. Is your mom single? <laughs> <laughs> she actually is Ooh. dating someone currently, uh. but, like, I don't know. There's no ring. Yeah, if, anything, if anything happens there. Yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah. But she wore those boots to pieces, and so I have never liked Batman. And <laughs> I don't, maybe it skips a generation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's, like, it's a genetic... Even my dad, my dad's super into like superheroes, but I don't think he's very passionate about Batman. Huh. I know he really liked, um, oh, what's it called, uh, Iron Man. Uh-huh. There's that new, the new movie that's coming out with a uh, boring-looking white guy with brown hair who's from Britain. <laughs> it's either Tom Hiddleston or Doctor Strange. Yes, he loved that series yeah. when he was a kid. Um, but like, I've never heard him mention Batman with great passion. So maybe I Doctor get it from Strange him. Doctor Strange is the source of the uh, the, the rock and roll like devil horns. Really? The metal thing, yeah. He used to do that. He'd like shoot lasers. Oh, super cool. Yeah. And I'm actually really excited for that movie. I think it looks great. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. That's you the think? thing you're looking for. Ah, uh, yes. Do you think he's boring looking? I think he's incredibly boring looking. He I also so looks like one of those I lizard people. <laughs> I think he's weird looking too, but I feel like I'm in the minority. I feel like a lot of women are really into Benedict Cumberbatch. Not I. I'm also just generally not into a lot of like the men that I'm like supposed to be attracted to. Like... Channing Tatum, I think he's like a funny enough guy, but yeah. I also think he looks like a potato. What's your type? Um, I got a couple of types, really. I don't really like, but it's not like something that's consistent across the board. Like the last few guys that I've dated, um, I dated a six foot four black guy who was a- getting his PhD in psychology. Uh huh. I dated <laughs> that's a really specific a type there. six foot tall white guy who was. Um, stocking shelves at a Home Depot before he went off to the Navy uh-huh. after coming back from, like, spending a year traveling around the world. I'm currently dating a, like, five foot ten white guy from Long Island who works with me. Uh-huh. He's, like, really into punk and I don't, I mean, like, none of those three things. Like, there's not really a, I, I guess I'm more attracted to people's personalities than, like, specific looks. Although I will say I was very into Johnny Depp for a long time when I was a kid. What's your type, like personality-wise? Um, what do you look for? Smart people. Okay. Quick-witted people. Okay. I really need someone quick-witted. I can't deal with um, people who are willing to try new things, and I don't know, just like people that are very. I because I'm such a straightforward person. I need to feel that the person that I'm dating is also that. Like, if I were dating someone and it was, like, every time I asked them a question, they'd be like, maybe when we know each other better, I'd be like, we are not a good match. Because if a random stranger on the train asked me, like, I don't know, like, what's the worst period story you have? I'd be like, this is weird, but here you go. I'm going <laughs> to tell you all about it. You know, I just, like, I don't feel like there's 
a certain point, like with some things there are, but for most things I feel like when I started dating someone, I want to be able to talk about yeah. things just like openly on a clean slate and yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. That's it for you? Yeah. Part 13 of this serial is called Eight Step Down. So Batman uh, escapes the building and he, this is another one where they, uh, the way that he gets out of this death situation, it just felt so mm-hmm. uninteresting to me. I mean, none of them are great, but like this one, like he didn't really even do anything. He was just in a burning building and he just runs out. Well, so I have a note that says, uh, Batman runs up a collapsing staircase because that's what you do. Sure. Oh, he's looking for Linda, but he gets out just as the building was falling down. Like, that's how excited I was about this See, I wanted something to happen where Robin He never even gets hurt. No. He never even gets injured. His, well, he he, his cape doesn't even get, like, maybe he's just concussed. <laughs> and that's why he's so bad at climbing things. Maybe that's why he is dressed like a bat. Because he's been concussed so much. No, because he's been concussed so much, his brain isn't working. He used to be just a regular FBI agent. <laughs> and he just got hit in the head so much. That makes sense. But also, with concussions, you are sensitive to light. And mm. bats also are sensitive to light. This is my headcanon now, is that Batman in this is just a regular FBI agent who has just been hit in the head a lot and decided to start dressing like a bat. That actually makes me like Batman more. Yeah. Batman right. calls Captain Arnold. That's his name, not Commissioner Gordon. Captain Arnold uh, calls him from a police box and asks if they arrested Bernie from the Space Club. He tells Batman that <laughs> it wasn't very smart of you to take their word against mine. It just hangs up. Also, <laughs> such a weird, like, petulant. Yeah, he's line. such a dick. Yeah. Also, when he gets out of the burning building, Alfred says that he looks tired and could use a bath because Alfred is just <laughs> a precious little baby <laughs> in this world. Batman breaks into the Sphinx Club and looks around. He climbs into a cabinet for some reason that turns out to be a door. There's Secret no door in the bar. But it yeah. turns out there's no, there's no way he could have known that. No. He just climbs into a cabinet and it turns out to be like a secret passage into this tiny hidden room with a man inside. Batman immediately just starts punching this man and uh, ties him up in the bat's cave. <laughs> in this scene where he's interrogating this, I'm going to show you this and then I'll, I'll put this picture up on the, the Facebook. Because uh, Batman has some serious camel toe in this interrogation scene. It's called a moose knuckle. Moose it's knuckle. actually what it's called when it's a man, I think. Oh, is that what it is? I thought that's just. But that is very. It's a hell of a moose knuckle. Yeah. Wow. We've all been there. Sometimes <laughs> you just can't avoid it. Yeah. Where's his dick go? Like, but where's his dick? That's what I'm saying, is it looks like camel toe to me. Where's his dick? Robin isn't in this scene. Maybe dick is more than. Uh, his dick is his dick. Batman loves dick, but where is it? <laughs> Daku is working on a more powerful radium gun. So the criminals tell him that, the criminals then tell him Batman was burned to death in the factory, despite once again having no evidence that this is the case. A criminal brings Linda into the lair where she sees Daka and immediately cries out, A Jap! My res- his response though? <laughs> yes, I wrote that down too. Better than anything. I wrote that down. Please say Japanese. That is the most courteous way to address one of the future rulers of the world. Not even that. He said, please to say Japanese. Please to say Nipponese. Oh, no. This is like the only moment in this whole thing where Daka doesn't speak English properly. Right. Please to say Nipponese. 
But then he's going to be one of the future rulers of the world. Yeah. Coming up is one of the biggest revelations to me in this whole thing. Yes. Because we finally find out Linda's place and relationship. You mentioned this. I, I missed this moment, so maybe you should take over. So, at this point, Daka is suspicious of Rude uh, and wants to trap him and says that he believes that her fiance, Linda is bum, bum, Bruce's bum. fiance. You would never guess that. From never. And she, like an idiot, is like, because she has to say things out loud in order to understand them. She literally says, you believe him to be the Batman and want me to trap him for you? Um, Exposition? Yeah. Exposition? That's exactly what he just said. Yeah. Thank you, though. Batman's Thank you fiance. For please to summarize everything I say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so bad. Oh, God. Um, I'm going to just do everything in the Daka voice. I'll slap you. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so then zombie someone, I think Warren? Well, before that, uh, he, he asked her to write this note to Bruce asking Bruce to come there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he believes that Bruce is secretly Batman. Which is correct. Despite explicitly stating otherwise. Right. On multiple occasions and having no new evidence. He's gone through a lot of Batman theories. Yeah. He's turned about that. There is more than one Batman. Bruce Wayne is not Batman. Bruce Wayne is Batman. I don't know. Let's trap him and see. Bruce Wayne is Nipponese. <laughs> now that would be a plot twist. <laughs> Then uh, he reveals Zombie Martin, Linda's Uncle Martin. Mm, yes. Batman and Robin break into the Sphinx Club. The, and the shadows, this is nitpicky with all the bullshit in this movie, but the, the shadows bothered me. They made no goddamn sense. Because they're in like this dark room. The only light is supposed to be coming from their flashlights. Mm-hmm. But there's shadows of them being cast on the walls. So clearly shadows coming them. from behind them. Yeah. It's nitpicky, but... Messy camera work. Messy, messy, messy. Batman discerns that there's a secret passage behind a painting, the one that... The Scooby-Doo one. The Scooby-Doo one, where Daka was watching him before. Uh, But he can't find the entrance. Daka threatens to turn Linda into a zombie if she doesn't write the note to Bruce. And then Bruce, looking for a secret passage, steps on a secret brick that turns on a TV in Daka's lair, showing him on a showing Batman on a camera. Right. <laughs> Linda shouts at the TV that uh, that Batman should save himself because this is 1943 and she doesn't know how TVs work. <laughs> you can hear me, right? If I just shout. She TV, also yeah. has a very limited understanding of saving yourself. Right. So. Not her fault, <laughs> really. Uh, Daka hits the button and mumbles mm, down. <laughs> <laughs> falls into a pit with spiked walls. Daka hits another button and the walls begin moving together and he turns on the machine that turns Linda into a zombie. This is our first cliffhanger where Batman is not assumed to be dead. Right. And where there is someone else who is at risk besides Batman. I thought that worked so much better. It did. It's much more interesting. This is where I was like, oh, okay. I'll keep watching this. It's still not amazing. I don't love it, but this is better. Yeah. So then we're in episode 14. Yes. The the Executioner Strikes. Yes. Robin grabs a crowbar from from somewhere 
And Maybe Robin has the utility belt. <laughs> you think he's got a crowbar in his utility so. belt? I hope so. Uh, he opens the door to the pit and uh, throws the crowbar to Batman, who just jams it in between the two walls, causing them to stick. It seems like that wouldn't work. Yeah. It reminded me of that scene in the, the first Star Wars movie where they're in like, the garbage yeah. packing thing mm-hmm. and they're trying to stick the thing. In that, it, it didn't work. Right. It didn't slow it, it down. It, would, it doesn't make sense for it to stop. Right. Like. And that just made it feel like the walls weren't that strong then. And it kind of right. let out some of the, the tension. If there, It seemed like there wasn't as much of a threat. Right. And then Batman just like climbed out of it like it was a weird rock wall. Yeah. Linda but they're supposed to be like knives. They're not just points. It's right. I don't think it's like an Iron Maiden where it's just the point that... I think they're supposed to be like knives. Even in an Iron Maiden, they're basically knives. You can't... Like when it was like sharpened and stuff, you were in not going to be a good place. Nothing about this movie makes any goddamn sense. Linda is turned into a zombie and Daka checks his trap and gives the, the worst <laughs> line reading ever. Uh, I think... Yeah, I, I took a, a sound clip of this. I'm going to drop this in after the fact. Uh, but Daka gives this, this line reading where he discovers Batman isn't there. And he... Um, no human being could have ever escaped. He is a wizard or a devil. <laughs> Something like that. I just uh, want to comment real quick. Uh, Linda as a zombie and Linda as not a zombie. It's basically the same. Yeah. He's... Very dumb, has no real personality. Nope, doesn't say a lot. If you had to name five facts about Linda, do you think you could do it? Let's try. Okay. So now we know she's Bruce Wayne's fiance. Okay. She works as a secretary. Okay. She, um, her uncle's name is Martin. Okay. She does not like Chuck White. <laughs> but like, it's really bad because almost all of those are her, her and how she relates to men in this. Right, right. Like, obviously, misogyny, feminism, we've come a long way, blah, blah, blah. But like, a lot of times I feel like in superhero movies, women still have these same roles. Right. Like, they're not... And Linda has no personality or no. character at she all. She barely speaks. She faints a lot. That could yeah. be a fact. Yeah. She faints a lot. She makes terrible life choices. Right. Just stupid things to do. Like, no one ever taught her how to be not kidnapped. Right. But I I couldn't... If I tried to name facts about Linda where I wasn't talking about her relationship with men or, like, describing her physically... You could not do five... There's nothing. She does not have five personality... She she doesn't have five characteristics. No. We, We don't know where she... If she's educated... She if doesn't she seem like it. <laughs> she seems dumb. I'm going to say she's dumb. She, I, that's one she seems very unintelligent. Yeah. Just not only, like, book smart, but street smart. She's so stupid. Yeah. Not it's a, just not a shame. smart lady. It's really a shame. Yeah. Like, I don't know. When you only get one woman in a show, yeah. like, it sucks. Even and that's the one you get? I mean, like, like, even for 1943 felt like there's like three hours of this to have one woman in the entire thing. Yeah. There's Which probably lends more credence to that whole Batman is gay theory. That yeah. this character is so just like nothing. Yeah. Like we 
don't know that much about Robin, but he certainly does more, and they spend more time together. We know he really likes the amusement park, allegedly. <laughs> that means he's way more interested in spending time with Robin than right. his fiance. Probably because his fiance is not fun. No, she's not fun. She's not fun. She doesn't. She nags a lot. Yeah, she shows him zero physical affection of any kind. No, uh, at all. But I mean, to be fair, it's not like he's trying and she's rebuffing, rebuffing him. him. Ooh. Yeah. Unison, that's yeah. nice. There's no physical affection going on, which I have they started. Have they started those rules yet? That could the, be a thing. I don't remember what they're called. Where like if they show a scene in bed, someone has to have a foot on the ground and like. Yeah. Like the Lucy. I don't think so. I think that was after World War II. I mean, I feel like they could. Because I feel like part of that was wrapped up in that whole Red Scare thing. Yeah. And, like, what's proper and what's not. And I get, like, you're not going to show, like, like full penetration in, like, a serial from 1943. But, like, I... No. <laughs> but I... Like, they had to be okay with, like, like if he kissed her or yeah, something, or right? like, Or, or like, like, after he saved her, if she'd been like, oh, Bruce, and, like... Right. Grabbed onto him. None of that. She's very indifferent. Except for being concerned that he was blown up that one time. Right. Which I would be concerned, too, if my gay fiancé, who is very, <laughs> very, very, very wealthy, <laughs> was she's killed. she's no more concerned about him than she was about that minor who she barely had met. Like, remember she sent the doctor oh, yeah. to, to go yeah, check up on him. I don't know. She should at least be more interested because that man has a lot of money. <laughs> like, that's how I feel about it. So anyway, she's a zombie now. Same old same. Maybe they're both gay. Linda? Yeah. That's possible. Maybe that's why they have no interest in touching each other. That's plausible. Alright, I've headcanoning this into they're both gay. Right. He's an FBI agent who's taken a lot of blows to the head. And uh, it's now... And now she... And like they were friends before. And someone at the thing was like, why haven't you ever married anyone? Batman, you're rich and good looking and... Like, I like women. Who's that 16-year-old Who you're that? always hanging around? And then Linda was like, I don't know. I'm pretty poor. Yeah, I'll marry you. Yeah. Batman, you're my friend. Right. We'll get, let's get married. Just but don't bring any of your creepy gangster friends around. Yes. I don't like them. And don't ever touch me. Never. Or acknowledge that we're fiancés. Really? Uh, Batman never acknowledges it. Linda right. never acknowledges it. I think Doc is the one that says it. So is it possible that maybe they aren't fiancés? Maybe nope. he's just making an assumption? I don't think so. Because... Then she kind of, she goes with it. I feel like if they weren't, she'd be like, he's not my fiancé. Not yet. Killing. <laughs> but like, no, I think that's, I think they're engaged. That's maybe this is just like a fantasy of Linda's, that maybe she's just hanging out with this clearly gay man and just so wants to be engaged to oh, him. Oh, that, that would be so sad. That, <laughs> that happens to so many people. <laughs> when someone refers to him as her fiancé, she's like, yeah, yeah, that's right. Fiancé. I had, I had a gay guy that I like had a crush on one of my very first crushes. Uh-huh. Uh, he, I was at Christian overnight camp, uh-huh. and he had like dyed red hair and like a pink shirt, and he had a friend. We were like mm, twelve or thirteen. Uh-huh. In hindsight, very, very gay. <laughs> uh, and he had like a friend who had like ovarian cancer or something, and he like brought it up, and I was like, oh my god, that's just so hard for him. Like he needs someone to comfort him. But it, in hindsight super embarrassing. If you have a story about having a crush on someone who will never be interested in you, either because of, like, sexual orientation or just you're gross, uh, that's another thing we'd be, we'd love for you to send us. Um, I had a big crush on this girl in high school, and I never really pursued it, because I 
always thought that she was gay. Mm-hmm. Turns out, not gay. <gasps> not gay at wow. all. Wow. Does she still live in Virginia? I don't know. I haven't, uh, I haven't spoken to her in years. You should Facebook stalk her. Yeah. Send her a message. Yeah. I feel like if she I could make you a zombie, I would make you do that. Well, if she lives in Virginia, that wouldn't do me any good. I'm not in Virginia. Anymore. I don't know. You could just reach out. Yeah. I'd probably, like, I honestly feel like it would be so flattered. I would be so flattered if someone told me, like, oh, I had a crush on you in high school. I would also be like, your taste is very bad. <laughs> I had a crush on you in high school, but I assumed you were gay. <laughs> I don't think I would. I wouldn't even be mad. Yeah. I wouldn't even be mad. Yeah. No, I, like, never dated anyone in high school. And, like, as part of, like, low self-esteem, I, like, actively did not wear makeup or look nice but I had like crushes on all these guys I was friends with I had one crush on someone from like fifth grade through most of high school which is incredibly embarrassing as far as an amount of time goes um, and there was a time right after I graduated high school that I was hanging out with him and one of our mutual friends and his girlfriend and I got my period unexpectedly and like bled through my jeans and I had to leave very quickly and I was devastated. It was probably oh the last man. time that I like hung out with them as friends. Um, but I was like, it could have happened. It was never gonna happen. In hindsight, I'm glad it didn't happen. Very different people, very different places in our life. Is that a thing where a period can just come like that suddenly? Oh yeah. Unexpectedly? Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. Like you never know exactly when they're gonna strike. But you, you gotta, you don't know that it's like coming like any time now. It's like it can just, yep. no warning. Well, nope. It doesn't have to give you a warning. Huh. Yeah. Know that. Yep. Don't know much about periods. That's normal, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like if you were like, ah, yes, the men. I'm very familiar. I'm very familiar with that. I don't know. I feel like I had in high school. I thought I was just so horrible with with women, and like I felt like I was just this big loser. And then I look back and I compare myself like what other people have told me. I actually did kind of okay. Yeah. In, in high school. Did I, you get rid of the sweatshirt at some point? <laughs> <laughs> I dated, like, three different women while I refused to take off this sweatshirt. What? Yes. Yeah. They don't know about the sweatshirt. I had a sweatshirt where I just, I ran out of deodorant at some point in high school and just made the decision, rather than buy new deodorant, I'm just going to wear the same sweatshirt every day, regardless of what the weather's like. And Like, you wouldn't have even had to buy it. Your parents would have bought it for you. Yeah, they wouldn't have had any problem with buying it. Yeah. I just didn't want to do that. Looking back, the fact that I got three women, I broke up with two of them. And I think you should post a picture on the Facebook page <laughs> of you and the sweatshirt. <laughs> I just I'll post back, a high school TBT okay, okay. if you host a, host a high school TBT. Just looking back, I can't imagine like the balls it takes to tell a woman, like, look, I won't take off this sweatshirt, and I'm still better than you. I'm breaking up with you. Wow. It <laughs> is amazing to be a man, I think. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Wow. Especially in high school, especially. Right. I think it's, yeah. you're like, there. I think there, for most people, there's less insecurities about right. being a guy than being a girl in high school. I did this bit about this, uh, I don't know if we've mentioned this on the show, but I, I do stand up. Uh, but I did this bit for a while. I could never totally get off the ground, but um, about the, the, how I was in high school. It's like I, I was always complaining about how I could never get any girls and I'd do stuff like that. And it was like I, it was like I was running like a marathon with like cinder blocks like tied to my feet. Yeah. And everyone's like, you, you know, nobody asked you to, to tie those to your feet. Like you don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to do that yeah. to get girls. Like right. You don't. You could just take those off. You could just wear a different sweatshirt. Yeah. 
nobody's making you. Nobody's making you make yourself unattractive. Right. To people. There's a lot of like really simple things you could do that would make you so much more attractive. But nobody ever tells you that. No. Like like if someone to me had been like, look, like stop being so nice to your guy friends' girlfriends, they might be in more interested in you if yeah. they like think something about it. Instead, I was like, I'm gonna be so nice to their girlfriends when they're around. They're gonna love me for that. Nope, you're just a really friendly third wheel. No one, no one told me. I once had a girl who I was so, so into. I had the biggest crush on her. And she was dating this guy, but it was, like, kind of on the rocks. And uh, and she was, like, a good friend of mine. And she came to me one time, and she's like, hey, I'm, I'm thinking of breaking up with him. And she's, like, touching my arm. I'm like, what do you think, Danny? Do you think I should break up with him? Do you think I should break up with him? Do you think I should break up with him? I was like, oh, no, i got to do the noble thing and be like, no, you should stay together because this is high school and clearly you're meant for this person. Yes. Do you want to hear my most embarrassing third wheel story mm. and then we can get back to Batman? Oh, God, I so and don't Linda, want to. And Linda, the... I don't want to get back to Batman. The I do eternal want to story. third wheel. So I had a crush on this guy for a very long time. Yeah. And he was dating a girl that I was friends with. We mm. were in, like, a homeroom together, I think, and, like, had shared interests. She's a really... To this day, she's a very cool person. We don't talk very much, but she's a really cool, attractive girl. So there were a bunch of our friends who were going over to her house to watch movies. Mm -hmm. And I get there. And by this point, I'm driving myself, so I can leave at any time. I get there. It's me, her, and her boyfriend. That's it. No one else came. We watched a movie on the couch under a blanket. And I just was, like, sitting there watching a movie. And then when it was over, I, like hung around for a little while, and then left. And I was like, wow, that was terrible. But I wasn't going to drive all the way out there and then just leave. Because <laughs> that's, like, sketchy also. Yeah. And I didn't want – I was, like, trying not to make it weird, but everything about me being there was so weird. And I just, like, look back on that, and I'm like, oh, high school Chelsea. Why? Why, God, why? But, yeah, just sat there. Literally, it was, like, him, her, me all under the same blanket on the couch. I had this moment kind of like that with two friends where this was either in high school or maybe it might have been freshman year of college. Maybe I was back in town. Um, so I was with these two friends and they got some... We were hanging out in one of the friends, their mom's basement. And I had driven there and I was ended up being freshman. We were all going to get drunk. And then they brought some rum and I had like a couple shots. And then they both decided, after I was already like, kind of drunk, they're like, mm, we're not actually going to drink. And like, so so now I'm just drunk by myself? <laughs> and like, I can't drive home now. And they just like, went off and had sex in the corner. What? Yeah. Yours is worse, you win. <laughs> wow. Uh, um. So Batman and, and Robin decide that they're going to go to the surveyor's office first thing tomorrow to right. study the blueprints. Not right now. First thing tomorrow right. is study the blueprints and look for a hidden entrance. Some criminals see Robin jump into the car and decide to follow. Batman, uh, Batman kind of pushes Robin's head down. He's already changed out of his costume. Right. So he, he gets out for just kind of slam on the brakes, and uh, he gets out of the car and he confronts them. And he keeps calling them officer for some reason. He thinks that they're police. Yeah. Oh. They're not dressed like police. No, I think he's just trying to be like masquerading and like 
Why would he think that they're police, though? Why I don't would think he, he thinks they're police. But I even think as he, a masquerade, why I think he, he knows they're the bad guys, but I think if he, like, it's like, hey, you guys are bad guys, then they're going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You have to be Batman. He just confronts them, and they're... Because they're like, no normal person that, like, follows you and pulls you over. Right. You're not going to just assume, like, ah, these are criminals here because I'm Batman. Uh, do you think that he, they pulled him over? Kind of. They, like, followed him. They were just, like, following him, and then Alfred just, like, hit, slammed on the brakes, and he, like, it felt like a road rage kind of thing. The Batman's just like, what? What are you going to do about it? He, like, gets out of his oh, car. Oh, yeah. It's, I still thought it was weird when he, like, pushed Robin's head down. I was like, Robin's a little too good at that. <laughs> uh, so then they are convinced somehow by even though they see Robin get into this car and they've just been following him and there's no opportunity for them to have lost this car uh, they're just convinced like well I guess Robin's not in that car and uh, this guy's clearly not Batman <laughs> and so they just drive off and Batman orders Alfred to follow them or he changed in the backseat Alfred follows them he's literally this is not an exaggeration. He's maybe three feet behind them. So they can clearly see it's the same guy that they just confronted. And then they, Batman and Robin, like, pull up behind the car and jump out as Batman and Robin. Right. I'll, he, Bat, Bruce Wayne tells Alfred to follow them. Yeah. And they're changing, soccer mom style again. Right. And says, this way Batman and Robin can give them a little surprise. But there, there's no surprise involved there's no surprise. in it. You and just talk to like them. they've revealed their secret identities, basically. My note says, now they're fighting Anna Park. Yeah, and then they just start punching. Uh, they tie the criminals up in the Bat's cave, and Alfred... Uh, this is another one i got to drop in. Alfred radios, Batman, I want you. And Batman just rushes out. <laughs> uh, Batman's got to get that. Batman got... What was the line? Batman got... Got it? Got it, yeah. How'd he get it? Uh, Batman gets a note from Linda and decides it's a trap based on nothing. Well, so Robin says, it looks like a trap. And Batman says, of course it is, but we won't get caught in it. Yeah. <laughs> Batman goes... That seems wrong. Batman goes to the trap and gets caught in it. He immediately gets knocked unconscious. And he's locked in a coffin, uh, which is taken to the Cave of Terrors. Daka orders the zombies to pick up the coffin and then drop it into the alligator pit and screams are heard. That's the end of part 14. Now we get to... Final part. Thank Ep God. Yeah. Episode 15, The Doom of the Rising Sun. Ooh. I actually like that name. That's a good title, one. yeah. So we cut to, from the, uh, the the coffin before it was put into the alligator pit, Batman sends a coded message to, to Robin, which translates as, <laughs> Robin just translated, it starts off with like letters, then just suddenly becomes full words. Code. Yeah. But no, it starts off with like full, he's translating individual letters. Mm. It starts off like, a-M-L-O-C-K-E in a box upstairs by the bay window. <laughs> uh, Be careful. Someone here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Alfred gives Robin something. Uh, I'm not totally sure what that was supposed to be. Mm -mm. Uh, it might have been like a blackjack or something, a weapon. Not at all clear. Does not come up again. And then he climbs the building to rescue Batman. They knock out the guard and lock him in the box. Criminals show up. Don't notice the guard is missing. Is not very unobservant. They they pick up the box and uh, they take it to the the um, the cave of horrors, and that's the, the box that was dropped in the alligator pit. So Alfred goes to the entrance of the cave of horrors. He pretends to be drunk to distract the ticket taker, while Batman and Robin sneak in. This is 
sweaty, naked guy has a shirt on, <laughs> and he, he just quickly rips this off. When he sees someone's coming, he pretends to be a mannequin. Right. And uh, Batman and Robin fight the sweaty guy, tie him up. Then Batman tries to get to the secret entrance. And I, I don't know if we talked about this. There is one of the few kind of cool effects in this is every time the criminals go to the secret entrance, they, there's like a palm reader, yes. palm print thing, where they press their palm against this one spot. And then there's like a screen in DACA's lair where you can like see their bones, like their x-ray of their hands. Mm-hmm. And I guess they have some kind of ring on with like a, it has like a number. Yeah. That like says they're okay. So when Batman does it, uh, it reveals he's apparently got a bat-shaped ring. So very uh, fashionable. Yeah. Um, so Batman immediately or Daka knows that it's Batman. Still opens the door. At y- this point, they realize the person they dropped in the box is not Batman. Right. And uh, Daka says that it's too late for Wallace, the guy that was in there. That's the price he paid for his carelessness. Yes. So there yeah, are no the perks for working for this man. <laughs> the price he pays for his carelessness. <laughs> Batman runs in and starts punching, and then he t- tells everyone to tie, ro- tie everyone up. And he walks through the through the hideout. He's attacked by zombies. <laughs> and he he sees Daka, and he screams, "A Jap!" Yeah. He's just so horrified and surprised yeah. to see a Japanese person. Like beyond even obviously this is so racist, but like didn't I thought he knew Daka was Japanese? Right. He should have. Well, his next line of. of, of conversation with him. He calls him a Jap murderer. Yeah. And Daka says, if you value your life, you'll address me as Dr. Daka. He's very much about being, like, respected. Yeah. He's not having any of it. Mm-mm. The zombies bring Batman into the lab and cuff him to the zombie chair. Right. And Daka summons Linda and her uncle, then orders Linda to slap Batman. <laughs> Which, again, I, I, it looks like Linda's just, like, being the audience right there. Cause that's yeah. I so want to slap that man. Uh, as Doctor reaches to undo Batman's mask, Robin lassos him, and this extremely Irish cop arrests Alfred for trying to get into the cave. Uh, Batman, with Doctor's instructions, undoes the zombification process on Linda, and then Batman and Robin find a book listing everyone who works for Doctor, revealing they that they call him an Axis stooge. Yeah. The book also reveals that Martin was framed, that Linda's uncle Martin was framed. Not clear what he was framed for. Not clear how he was framed. How it like ruined his career and he went to jail and not even never really get any story about that. Not even really clear why he was framed. Nope. Or by who. Nope. Or how the book is. He explains. worked in an Ajax factory. Whatever. Yeah. So Daka like tries to make his last stand. Yes. He has a knife and he threatens to stab Linda. Yeah. Uh, and Robin tries to close the door behind him to keep him from leaving and accidentally opens the, the alligator pit as Daka's backing up. Oh, did you? That wasn't how I read it. Is that what you thought happened? Yeah. That makes more sense, actually. Yeah? My understanding, I thought that Daka was, uh, was backing out the door with a, a knife to Linda's back, and Batman orders Robin to, I, he says, like, hit the button or open the door or something. I thought he was telling him to open the trap door. Well, he didn't know about it. He didn't know about the You're right. I guess he didn't know about it. So he it. was trying to shut the door behind Daka so he couldn't leave. That makes me feel better. Yeah. I thought that he... Because you were like, what? How did he know that? 
Well, not even just that. I, it felt it felt weird that he ordered the murder of Saga. Yeah. But okay, that makes me feel a little bit better about that. Captain Arnold, that's the guy's name. That's the police officer's yeah, yeah, name, yeah. not Captain Gordon. Right. Or Commissioner Gordon. Um. So <laughs> Batman orders Robin to close the trap door as the police show up. So like, no effort to try and save Doc or anything. No. In fact, they're like trying to cover up the fact. They murdered Taka. Well, I just think this is something I don't think I've mentioned yet, but alligators don't normally kill people that way. They like to drown their victims oh, yeah? and then eat them. So, like, dropping someone in wouldn't immediately, like, they're not normally, like, waiting there, like, chomp, 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 chomp. It didn't chomp, seem chomp. like there's that much water in that thing. No. It felt pretty shallow. It's very small. So, I don't know, maybe it's because if they were, they were bred there, but if those were, like, brought from the wild as adult alligators and had sufficient water, they definitely would have drowned their victims first, which is way. This is that Chelsea's the Animal Corner. <laughs> yeah, well, what do you know? Can we do that as like a recurring theme? Where sure, every if time there's animal, animal stuff, yeah, I'll yeah. talk about it. I love animals. So Batman and Robin, this this bothers me where suddenly Com- Captain, whatever his name is, before we've been talking about how Batman's like a commissioned officer with the police, like bragging about Batman, now he seems really confrontational with Batman. Yeah. wants to arrest Batman, uh, and Batman has to kind of talk him into being like, hey, I'm going to give you the credit. Yeah, Batman's like, take the credit for this. I don't care. Yeah. And, uh... So they sneak away. It's just really unclear to me. See, he worked for the FBI. Are right. they supposed to be outside the law? Or are they... I think they are. I don't think that they're working with the police. I think that... I mean, it's, it's probably, like, a little disheartening and emasculating to have this one man turning in more criminals than anyone else that you have on the force, and he doesn't work for you. But I feel like you can't have it both ways. You can't have him be this this vigilante, but also work for the FBI. You gotta have one or the other. Why not both? <laughs> Little Mexican girl from the taco commercial. <laughs> I also, it bothered me, there's no mention of the radium gun in this final part. Nope, they just skim over it, even though they definitely built it. Yeah, that was the driving force of, like, the first 14 episodes. Right. Not mentioned. Nope, don't mention it at all. There's nothing... This is all right. Let, let's start wrapping things up. What do you think of this as a movie, as at first, as a Batman movie, and as a movie in general? Is this? What did you think? Do you recommend this? No, I would not recommend this. I would not recommend this. I would say if anyone is listening and is like, mm, Chinese water torture is not doing enough for people, maybe put this on in the background. It's very bad. I love bad movies. I've got a big... I do too. Yeah. Like, movies that are so bad, they're good. Yeah. Yeah. I I have a giant poster of Tommy Wiseau above our heads right now. Yeah, I see that. The Room, Birdemic, love bad movies. This is not like that. No, no. This is... I love, like, one of my favorite movies is Troll 2. I love Troll 2. Terrible movie. So bad. Definitely recommend it. This is not bad in a fun way. This is... It is pain. I felt like I was, like, Trudging through quicksand, yeah. trying to get a plot and get just through this. There are individual moments that made me laugh and that are few funny, and far between. But on the whole, it's just awful. It's not. It doesn't make sense. It's not. The acting's bad. The writing's bad. But not bad to the point it's funny. Just bad to the fact to to the point where it's really boring. But the fact that you know, it was basically the previews before a movie. Yeah. You know. I'll give it some credit for, like, 
getting Batman's name out there, it was successful enough that they made another serial. So people liked this. Yeah. Yeah. People liked seeing this. I just don't think anyone now would. No. No. There's no reason for anyone. And I love old this. movies, too. I love really, really old movies. I also I want to do this thing where we talk about, uh, where we rank, as we go through this, all the Batmen in, mm-hmm. in order, who's the, the best. We have one so far. I'm going to put him at the bottom of my list. I want to pitch something to you. We have one person on this list. Mm-hmm. I would like to put him in as number two. I think we should. I think having no Batman would be better than this than, Batman. Yes. I think if you did this exact movie, but you made him not be Batman, you just made him be like an FBI agent, I think this would make a lot more sense. I would even say Robin in this movie is the better Batman than Batman. If you just went through and edited this and just cut off, cut out like every shot of Batman and every mention of Batman, I think I would like this better. I would also like that it was half as long as it is. Yes. <laughs> okay, so our list right now is just no one and, and then, then Lewis Batman. Wilson. Yes, Lewis Wilson. Yes. That's yes. our list of, of Batman. On our list of one Batman, Lewis Wilson goes in as number two. Goes in as number two. Yeah. I've got a feeling he's going to stay at the bottom of the list for a long time. Well, actually, I don't know. I've, from what I've heard about the next movie we're going to be covering. It gets worse? It may get worse. <sighs> wow. So next up, we're going to be covering the 1949 Batman serial, Batman and Robin serial. But no more Lewis Wilson. No more Lewis Wilson. This is the end. He went on to become a grocer. Yeah. Then he died pretty soon, I think. He actually died like in... Uh, 60s? No, he died in like 2000, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, he li- he's like the only person who lived. That's true. Yeah, everyone else time. died terribly. Yeah, Robin died when he was 37. Yes. No one knows how, but when he was definitely 37. Yeah. Linda died of terrible cancer when she was fairly young. Right. Uh, Alfred died. He was old anyway. Yeah. How did Daka die? Daka lived a long time. He okay. actually ended up having a career as like a movie villain. Yeah, playing minorities. Minorities. And also, he uh, ended up, I think, playing... Dr. Frankenstein in a movie. How great would it be to to have like a composite headshot, like where you have like a, your actors showing like four pictures showing them in like four different roles? Yeah. And is it just four different races? That That's you amazing, play? and I'm sure that that existed. Oh God, I wish I'm, I'm gonna. But see literally, if I can there's find a paragraph on Wikipedia of the different ethnicities of people he played. Right. And he was an Irishman. Okay. I think we got to wrap yeah. this up. So, Lewis Wilson's number two. Lewis Wilson is number two, coming in at number one. No one. Exactly. A blank space. You can um, catch up with us on Twitter, on Facebook. Yes. Feel free to answer any of the questions or submit things you want us to talk about. Get or in touch with us. Whatever. Uh, uh, rate us on iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, friend me on Facebook or check me out on Twitter, Danny Rathbun, for both. Yep. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Chelsea Jackson. C H E L S E Y. And on Twitter as Amalfi Broad. Oh, I'm on Instagram, uh, yakbutter27. Mine's just Amalfi Broad. It's on private, but I'll add you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for tuning in, and until next week. Bye. Bye.